0: Today on the podcast, we have Coach Sean Copeland. He is entering his 19th year in education and coaching. He is currently the head varsity football coach at Verado High School in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona. After spending 11 years coaching and teaching in the Dallas area of Texas, he moved to Phoenix to help plant a church. What was a one-year commitment to helping turn into a place they have called home for the past seven years. In 2012, he created a character curriculum that was specifically written for high school athletes called Character Wins. Character Wins has been used by over 25,000 athletes across 41 states. Sean hopes to not only influence those athletes he coaches, but to give other coaches a tool to do the same. And you can find that information at www.characterwins.org. I know y'all will love this conversation. Uh, Coach Copeland was was fantastic. He really opened up, uh, shared his heart, talked about why he's developed character wins and he also talks some scheme as well for the, for the football coaches listening out there and I know you really enjoy this and after a quick word from our sponsor you will hear coach Copeland. All right coach Copeland welcome to the podcast this morning it's bright and early out where you are.
1: <laughs> uh, yes sir F- almost 6 a.m so we're almost there yes.
0: That's awesome coach Give the list or a little bit of background about yourself, about your, your career, and, and, uh, and where you are at, at the moment.
1: Gotcha. Well, first of all, thank you, Coach Davis, for having me. Um, I, I'm currently the head football coach at a high school in Phoenix, Arizona, called Verado High School. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning my second year there. I've spent a total of seven years um, in my eighth year coaching here in Arizona. Uh, we actually moved out here eight years ago to plant a church uh, from Texas. So spent the first 34 years of my life in Texas, 11 years coaching and teaching in the Dallas area of Texas. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm here coaching. Um, I'm, I'm the developer of a character curriculum that's being used across the nation. And, and so just want to share my heart this morning about character. And, and yes, sir. Thanks for
0: having me, Coach Davis. That's awesome. So you started a church. What kind of church?
1: Uh, it's a non denominational church. We do get a lot of support from uh, Baptists and other non denominational churches. But yes, we launched it eight years ago. It was kind of one of those things we moved out here uh, to spend one year. You know, it was a one year commitment. We're going we're gonna to financially help. We're going to physically help get it launched. And then uh, we're just going to move back to Texas. because It's football heaven, you know? And so uh, we decided to, we fell in love with the people out here and we just, we, we've stayed ever since.
0: So, before we get into character development, like that's the meat and potatoes of this podcast, talk to me about coaching football in Texas. I need, I need to know, is that as good as what people say it is? It's,
1: it's, it's got its pros and cons. You know, um, it's definitely a different environment than here in Arizona. Uh, you, you, you've got people, total support, community support um, from a financial standpoint, from a commitment standpoint. Uh, you've got tradition that passes down, you know, my great grandfather played at the school, you know, he was the one that was here when the school opened and now the grandson is playing. Uh, and yes, you, are you're, you're, it is a total state commitment to it, uh, to sports to in general, uh, nice facilities. This, I actually, I was coaching in McKinney, Texas before I moved here to Arizona. And we opened up about three years ago, our $70 million football stadium, and this is a high school football stadium, and we already had about a twenty million dollar football stadium. So this is our second stadium. So now McKinney, Texas has a seventy million dollar football stadium and a twenty million dollar football stadium.
0: That just blows my mind. I don't know if our stadium's even but the turf's even worth a million dollars.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. So
0: that's awesome. So you like the Lord called you out to Arizona to start a church. Talk about that process a little bit, because that's that's that takes some faith to do that. I mean, to just draw off where you are and to go somewhere somewhere new.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, the funny thing is, I used to joke in Texas, because in the Dallas area, it's hot and humid during the start of football. And I remember every summer and leading into football, I'd look at my wife and I was like, hey, you know we're adults now. We can actually go where we want to go, so we don't have to put up with this heat and this humidity anymore. And yeah, God got rid of the humidity, but it is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pushing 115 yesterday Ooh. in Arizona. And so, uh, yeah, it's just something that God laid on our heart. We had just built our dream house. We've been living in it a year and a half. And when I say dream house, I'm talking about out on some land, big nice house. Texas, in the Dallas area, the pay is really well for teachers. Uh, my wife and I together were teachers. and We're making over six figures. Of course, coaching in Texas, What Uh, football in Texas, that's a big deal. And just it just seemed like we were living the American dream and God placed it on both of our hearts to uh, a change was coming. We didn't know what that meant, where we were going. We were praying about everything and anything but Arizona. And our executive pastor of our church just walked up one day and said, I'm moving to the West Valley of Phoenix and and I'm going to plant a church. And we didn't have like we knew them, I mean, they were the executive pastor of our church. They knew us because I ran the FCA at, at the local high school. My wife ran the FCA at the local middle school. And we just kind of looked at each other and said, why not us? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, God did – I tell people all the time, God did everything but throw us here. And so, yeah, he worked out all the details. That is so
0: cool, Coach. I, I think about 2014 – 2013, 2014, I was down at a school in Georgia and uh, called the Eagles Landing Christian, and they – they have just won their fifth straight state championship. I left the year before they started that run. Uh, so oh, we, gosh. yeah, so we were there 2013, 2014, and then felt like we were called to come up uh, right. to West Virginia to to teach and coach. And interesting stories, some definite parallels there. Not with the church, just kind of like coming up here trying to help people who are um, who need it. You know, so that's right. awesome.
1: Sure. And it's amazing when I hear stories like that, Coach Davis. It's just... It's just incredible to show how big our guy is. And he's, he's working in your life, working in our lives, and working in lives all around the world. And it's just, yeah, those stories are incredible
0: for sure. It's awesome. So, Coach, talk about you're talking about you're doing character development, like a curriculum. Get into that. Let's talk about what is that? How'd you come up with that? And then we'll, we'll go from there.
1: Yes, sir. So a coach um, that I was coaching with at the time named Derek Where um, him and I were working together in McKinney, Texas. This is about nine years ago. And we just we kind of looked at the end of the year. You know, we're, we're one of those coaches. We're all about building relationships. Uh, we're about teaching the game of football. We kind of felt like we had all the pieces in a row that we were doing a really good job. And just at the end of the year, you just kind of go, what, what can we do better? What, what things did we notice? Uh, we started having kids drop like flies in the offseason that were quitting. And, you, you know, to us football coaches, we think this is the greatest sport ever created. We think this is life-changing experience for kids. We just saw a lot of kids giving up on those dreams. We saw older, the younger kids doing that. We saw older kids making mistakes. And you kind of go as a as a coach, you're just like, how do I – how do I address this before these happen? Why am, I, why am I talking to kids about drugs after the kid gets busted? Why am I talking to, to kids about suicide after a kid has almost attempted suicide or committed suicide? Why are we waiting to after the fact? So we came up with some, we, we wrote a couple of lessons, what would eventually be the first lessons in the character curriculum, And we did it with the team that season. And just seeing the success of that, we kind of, we wanted to make it broader. We wanted to include all the kids in the high school, not just that specific group. And so we kind of built a topics list of what we felt like kids go through as freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And we wrote lessons on all of them. And then we started sharing it out with people, of course, locally in Texas that we knew. And then it just grew to now where it's, Impacted over 25,000 athletes in 41 states. So yes, it's had a lot of success.
0: Oh wow, coach, that is that is awesome. What so what's like the name of your of your program?
1: Yes, sir. So we started out as uh, called a football journey. It was okay. specifically written for football players, uh, high school football players in ninth through twelfth grade. There's four volumes of it. Uh, volume one is mainly written for freshmen. Volume two for sophomores, and so forth. Um, and then we grew into other journeys. So we had a volleyball journey. We got our wives who were both in education. My wife used to coach and play sports. And so we got them involved in writing female lessons, uh, specific talk, specifically talking to girls. So we launched that and eventually got to the point where we had all these different journeys. Uh, and then we just go, you know what? What, what about just one curriculum that kind of talks to them all? Uh, all the sports, boys and girls. And so we turned into character Wins. And this is where it kind of, we still have a football journey because football is big in Texas and a lot of those coaches still like to use a football journey, but we've developed a, a curriculum called Character Wins, which is a four-volume set for those grade levels, but it speaks to all sports and, of course, both male and female athletes.
0: That's awesome, Coach. I I think going back to, you know, I had great coaches in high school and college, but I mean, it's great they teach you how to, you know, block or tackle, but, you know, we spend most of our lives not playing football, right?
1: (laughs) Right. No, you're exactly right. Yes, sir. Uh,
0: So when you were developing this, like, did you think it would turn into like a program or just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to write it and kind of see where it goes?
1: Um, that, that latter part. Yeah, we definitely wrote it just for our team. We wanted, these are things we felt like over the course of the season, we wanted our team, uh, our team to know, uh, some of those topics were once in a lifetime. Like this is a once in a life, like you got four years left to be a kid. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's kind of cool. I'm a big math guy. I teach math. And so something I discovered if you live to be 80 years old, only 52 days of your life will be spent playing high school sports. That's it. When you add up all the time, 52 days, you'll spend six months of your life at a stoplight sitting at stoplights. What? And, yes. And and it's just incredible. Of course we spend 27 years of our life um, sleeping. We spend 11 years of our life at work. It's like a year and a half of your life. You will be sitting at a desk in school. And, and then you get hmm. to down to the, to the and gritty of it, it's 52 days of your life that you've got to spend playing high school sports. And when you add up the training, the games and everything. So that's kind of where it launched. It's like, hey, kids, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. This is what's at your disposal right now. You've got to take advantage of it. And then it led to team versus you. And then it led to dealing with adversity. And then it led to being coachable. And then it led to being patient. And then we get into the sophomore years when we started spreading it out and writing it for other grade levels. It's like, what do I do? How do I how do what do I do about dating? What do I do about how do I deal with suicide? Or I got a teammate that's dealing with suicide. How do I deal with the fact that I'm on the JV team and I'm a junior? And so, we just kind of – we hit home everything that we could think about that a kid was going through and the advice that they would need.
0: Coach, that is awesome. Man, gee whiz. And when, like, this is over, make sure you email me a link to where people can get in touch with you to get this material because I definitely want to share it on the podcast and on Twitter and all that. Man, that's awesome. So, Coach, you're developing this. You're going through this. um, This program – Talk about like what's your favorite lesson to give? I know you talk about once in a lifetime. Is that your favorite one?
1: Uh, no, sir. Uh, team versus you is definitely my favorite one. That was actually the second lesson that was ever written. I used okay. to write up on the board, team in big letters, and then versus you in small letters. And it's and it's kind of it's kind of from the heart of how all of us coaches feel. We we look at our players individually and we love them. I mean, we love them, and we're willing to
0: do anything we can for them. We want to make them better football players. We want to make them uh, better athletes.
1: We want to turn them into great men or women, if that's who, who we're coaching. And you love them, but at the end of the day, they must know that there's a team that we love more. So mm-hmm. in, the, in the process of loving them and in the process of trying to help them reach their goals and achieve their dreams – there's still something we love more, and that's the team. And you got to get them bought into that. And that was a big. That was that's probably by far my favorite lesson.
0: So, a question about building team. I, I'll give you a little background about where I coach Nitro. So, we are uh, a decently heavy like transfer community. As far as um, it's very transient, people come in, they come out, and we get a lot of kids who are juniors and seniors and it's, they only play for us for like one or two years. How, like, how do you develop a team when you only have a guy for maybe a year or two, as opposed, as opposed to, to, you know, you have like a middle school program or they're there when they're, I and mean, we have a middle school program, but it's not associated with nitro. Um, it's a separate middle school feeder, but like, how do you build that team is- concept? If you're at a place like me, like where you only see those kids one or two years and then they're gone.
1: Right. Um, I think at the end of the day so move in Texas you play where you live so we don't we're not as transient there um, if you want to go play at another school you've got to move homes you got to sell the home you're at and move and you got to make sure that it didn't seem like you were moving for athletic purposes um, coming to Arizona we're open enrollment where uh, kids are on variances they're coming and going and I was at a school that was closer to Central Phoenix and I had that same thing I had kids come in they start building their their selves and then they'd be right out um one of the things that I, I truly pray about is that when kids come to me and I coach those kids that God would have there who he wants there and 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 send kids away that he doesn't want there uh, to put in my life and so I just kind of focus on that I remember we had a d1 athlete that was uh, played freshman sophomore year for us and man his dad was shopping him around his sophomore year or junior year and the sad thing is, his junior year, we were about to be region champs and number 10 in the state. I mean, he, he helped to be a part of that. But his dad was shopping him around everywhere. And I just looked right at, you know, a dad I was having conversations with pretty much, you know, yes, we would love to have him here. He's getting the opportunity here. Um, but if you feel at the end of the day, that's better for your son. That's the opportunity you have here in Arizona. And I would look at, of course, the kid, and I was just like, I just want you to know no matter what, I love you. And so when he did decide to stay, it was not, there wasn't a bitterness there. It was just, Hey, my my coach loves me regardless. And that's something that is, we feel like the character curriculum is doing is drawing that we were intent about intentional about is that it would connect you to that kid in a way where he, yes, it's about the team. It's about the team, but he also feels invested in and he doesn't want to lose that investment from you as a coach. And he doesn't want to disappoint you. He wants to run through a brick wall for you. And because you as a coach value the team and you've shared that, and you've said I value the team more than anything, he starts to value that because he values you as a coach. And that's the probably the number one thing that the character curriculum does for a kid.
0: That's awesome. I mean, we have kind of like four core tenets that we – that you know, we live by, um, you know, I'll always love you. I'll never lie to you. I'll stand with you and by you through life. Then there's, there are boundaries. Don't cross them. Um, so, I mean, there, there's some things that I know definitely as a head coach, there's some like decision-making things you have to make sometimes when you're talking about like building a program. So you've obviously been at really good programs. You built your program. Talk about like, how do you do that? Like, what are some, some building blocks for coaches who are trying to build their program the right way?
1: Right. Um, so when I was first the head coach at a different school, I, I think, you, I don't, I don't want to say you're experimenting, but you're definitely learning. You're, you're, you're learning a lot really fast and yes. you're like, okay, if I ever get this opportunity again, um, and so, uh, yeah, coming into a new program, cause I'm on year two at this new program, I kind of just went in and I was just like, man, we're going to do everything right from the very beginning. You know, there, there is a, still a building process. You don't want to throw too much at them, but we're going to do everything right from the very beginning. And, you know, a question I get asked quite a bit um, from talking to coaches or sitting around just visiting about football and in general sports in general, it's like, how do you create that atmosphere of total commitment? We, we have a big slogan that hangs in our football stadium and in our weight room and in our locker room that says, character plus hard work equals success. So we're going to focus on your character. We're going to focus on that work ethic and you're successful no matter what you're going to be successful. And, um, and so when we, um, when we were drilling that home, that, that motto character plus hard work equals success. The one of the ways that you have to be willing as a coach to build that it within your program is unfortunately you've got to get rid of the kids that have poor character you got to get rid of the kids that are not committed you got to get rid of the kids that are that don't have a work ethic cuz i and it's not just so much of walking up going you're out of here mm-hmm. it's more of hey buddy are you getting on board are you getting and you just set that expectation you're on board you're doing what we're asking you to do or we're leaving you behind you know there's no get off the there's no fence there's no mm-hmm. fence that exists in this program you're with us or you're not And that's probably the toughest thing as a coach, because you want 100% of the kids to go, I'm with you, coach. Yeah. And unfortunately, they don't. But what's left over is 100% of kids that are with you. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I was a head coach at a different place for three years. And then this is my third year at at Nitro. And I think that that takes at minimum, like that's like a three-year process almost, I feel like. Uh to get your roster where you want it how they behave what the expectation is because like in high school we don't get to recruit those guys right i mean you don't get to go like you have a budget to go recruit those dudes or sign them so you just have to like develop what's in your hallway so talk about like the makeup of your school like is it high ses low ses um you know what type of families and kids are, are you coaching
1: Yes, sir. So my previous head coaching job, I was at a Title I school. Um, I spent four years there. Uh, Yes, very high, kids on free and reduced lunch. Uh, We were kind of a melting pot of Mm -hmm. a school. We were built by our school district to take all the kids south of us. So we were the uh, the seven high schools in that district. We were the most southern, and we were grabbing all the other districts that were south of us, grabbing their kids and feeding into our school. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at a pretty well-off school. So I've kind of, like totally went 180 with the type of kids that we have. We still have some that their parents are looking for a better education for their kids. So they're bringing them way out here. But the community itself of Verado in Buckeye Arizona, it is a, it is a it's a it's a pretty well-off community. And so different, different kind of kid, um, kids that are used to having everything handed to them, everything done. Done for them. Uh, they're a lot more polite. They're a lot more respectful from the very beginning. Um, there's more two parent homes. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Most a lot of times I do miss that Title One school um, because I was like a father to those kids. And you come here and it's like, oh, I've got it, Dad. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I've coached it a bunch of different places. My resume is kind of long, but uh it's interesting how like the dynamic of the school changes your relationship with the player
1: for sure. Yes, sir.
0: And if you know, they have a a stable home life then like you said, like, okay, you're my coach. Like I have a, you know, a stable home life, but if they don't, then you have to like invest more. What what's that's also very fulfilling. Like you like you just said.
1: For sure. For sure. One of the things towards the end of my uh, four years at that title one school, I uh, probably year, th- right going into the off season of year three, I, I became, I just had this, I guess, awakening of of of, imp- of of something that I should be doing. And at the time I came, I wrote down, I remember right going up to the whiteboard and just writing down a whole bunch of stuff. And it had nothing to do with football itself, you know, no X's and O's, no drills, no nothing. And it was, I came up with the, there's three impacts that that exist in a kid's life. There is the uh, systematic impact, there is the um, regretful impact, and there is also the um, life-changing impact. So when you look at the systematic impact, this is the impact that we're having just by them being a part of a system. You know, that's our football program. That's what we're teaching, character plus hard work equals success. Um, what it What it's like to sacrifice those kind of things you know, most of us coaches are doing really well with that, but that's a big impact that we have on those kids. Then regretful impact, I feel, is where us coaches spend a lot of our time with our kids. We're giving them advice. We're telling them what's going to be best for them, and then they end up coming to you when they're 22 years old. Oh, coach, I should have done this. Oh, coach, I should mm-hmm. have done that. And that's that regretful impact. We don't want to them to have regretful impact, but – that's a lot of times what we get from them, and, but we don't want to stop giving the advice either, right? Mm-hmm. And then the life-changing impact. That's what we ultimately want. We want to change their lives. And here's something that I realized being a head coach at a Title I school and with a lot of kids not having a father around. Unfortunately, the father is the one that has the greatest life-changing impact. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that father can send his son or daughter on a whole different course. Um, whether it be positive or negative, just based on his actions and how he serves in that role as a father. So as a head coach, the fathers that were around, the men in my community that were around, I became to invest in them because I knew that would trickle down to our boys and and really have a life-changing impact on them. That's also where Character Wins comes in. These stories we share it's unfortunate coach davis we shouldn't have to be telling these things to our boys these are yeah. things fathers should be doing and so the the curriculum becomes very intentional in sharing the things that a father should be doing
0: man you hit the nail on the head i when i talk to you know other coaches or i talk to even our, our principal and we talk about you know one of the real issues in america is the lack of fathers the lack of men who are willing to invest in their kids um And that's where we as coaches pick up the slack. I think we willingly do that. Um, And it's teaching kids, you know, life lessons that maybe 20 years ago, they came to us with that knowledge. Shoot, 20, 30, 40 years ago, they maybe came to us with that knowledge. And now we're having to help them uh, develop. And our program like Character Wins, obviously, is very influential in their lives.
1: Yes, sir.
0: That's awesome. Coach, we haven't talked any football. So I want to ask you some Offense, defensive, scheme questions. I'm like an X is an O junkie as well. So what do you run on offense and why do you run it?
1: Okay. So we're spread. And believe it or not, we're spread. And we try to run it about 90% of the time. I um, love it. Right up the middle. So I'm I'm, I'm spreading you out to pound the ball right up the middle. You start bringing in extra guys in the box. I'm going to throw touchdown passes. And so it's real simple. Uh, we don't – everybody knows what we're going to do, and, and it's, yeah, line up and stop. And I practice it all year, year-round. You you work on it for a week, stop it. And so, um, yeah, we're a real simple spread team um, inside zone.
0: Okay. You know, we won four games last year for the first time since 2007. 2007, Nitro oh, wow. won okay. seven yes, games. Sir. So, you yes, kind of see sir. where we're at. Yeah. We went four and six. And that's the best record in over a decade. Um and we, in the four games we won, we rushed for 1,500 yards and threw for 111. <laughs> wow, there you go. You know yes, I mean? Sir. I'm with you. I'm with you. I got right. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we were spread, like, two by two, three by one, 10 personnel. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, like, wh- how did you develop that? Like, why did you, why do you like that style of offense?
1: Well, I had, so I became an offensive coordinator in Texas that are really, like, I was 24 years old. Oh, and, you know, I'm one of those guys, I play college quarterback, and so I'm sitting back going, hey, this is, man, I'm going to X and O people to death. I know everything. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're sitting back going, I know as a coach what to do, but can I get the kids to do what I need them to do? Yeah. And I, my first year, Coach Davis, I had 12 different running plays in our offense, Oh shoot. different run- Cause, and I was literally living by the success of the play. So it's just play number one. Oh, it's not working. Let's go to play number two. Not working. Uh, All right, halftime, we ran seven plays that aren't working. We got five more guys, you know, and it was just about that. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a school. Um, you've seen the movie Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So in real life, the defensive coordinator of that team in 1988, that Odessa Permian team, Um, He was the AD um, head football coach at a school that I left to go to. And so he became my boss. And just working with a staff where 100% of the coaches were all on board coaching football and training kids and being in that atmosphere was just amazing for me. And we went out with and just were basic. I mean, we just were, hey, this isn't working because you're taking a false step this isn't working because y'all need to tighten your splits on the offensive line and we got to get a better double team. It wasn't go to the next play. And I just immediately fell in love with that. Left there, went and worked for one of the best offensive minds in Texas, who was just a two-by-two, three-by-one, inside zone, outside zone, throw it when they load the box guy. And he was very basic and taught, and, and taught the game of football, didn't just teach plays. And so, yeah, I just fell in love with that, and I haven't left it since.
0: Man, coach, that is that is awesome. Hey, where did you play college ball? You said you played college.
1: Oh, nowhere I played at um I played at a junior college for us uh semester and then I played um at Texas A&M at Commerce. So okay. okay. It's a division 2 school. Um the sister school of Texas A&M itself.
0: So. That's awesome. So, are you born and raised in Texas? I am. Yes, sir. First 34 years of my life there. I hear you, coach. That's that's yes. awesome. So, um, how do you design? Like, what do you like on defense? Like, how does that fit into your offensive philosophy?
1: Well, the first thing we try to do defensively is we try to uh, look at what we're going to have personnel. Do we have better defensive linemen, the linebackers, and so forth? Uh, we're we we base out of a three four, but can very easily jump into a four two based on what we're getting um, from a team, and we'll just walk that linebacker down. So uh to go to that four two we won't bring in another defensive this year we're not bringing in another defensive line we're, we're heavy linebacker this year so um we'll probably stay in that three four quite a bit
0: yes, that's sir. awesome and you know it's interesting you say that you know i think us as high school coaches we have to mold our our schemes to like who's in the building you know sure yes, like, like if i got a bunch of big linemen country boys i probably should not be like Ten personnel, right? I should probably uh, like, be yes, in something sir. different. Or if I have like skill guys, I should, you know, use their right. their ability. Um, For sure, yes, sir. What's your special teams philosophy? Like, how do you are you like? A just get ball possession? Are you exotic? Like, are you somewhere in between?
1: Uh, we're we're simple still. It's kind of like offensively, but we want to make plays. We want to be aggressive. Um, we don't want to just. We, did, we don't want to just not lose in the special teams game. We want to try to pick up some wins because we know that's devastating to other teams if you can return a punt or get a turnover in the special teams. Um, so we focus on a lot of the little things, and we try to pick, as coaches watching film, we try to pick on their weaknesses. So okay. that's that's the thing we try to we – don't, we don't try to give the kids anything more because we all know special teams is the least practiced thing that you do. Yeah. So we, we don't try to give them any more – that they they need to think about, but we as coaches try to see things and make adjustments, and hopefully it works out for us in the long run. We do practice special teams a lot because that's what I'm in charge of. I have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, yes. They're running my offense, and, yes, uh, the defensive coordinator, I give him a lot of freedom, but, you know, I want to know what's going on. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, yes, sir, I'm in charge of special teams. So we practice it a lot, but we do stay simple.
0: Right. So, how, like when you talk about practice, like how long are y'all practicing? What does your practice schedule look like? So,
1: typically we will get on and off uh, from the time they arrive to the time they leave, maybe two and a half hours. Uh, We are um, two platoon this year, so we will be playing one side of the ball. So, this allows for shorter practice. Uh, Last year we played everybody both ways, and so we went a little bit longer because you got a little bit more to learn. But this year we're pretty excited to two platoon our guys.
0: That's awesome, Coach. One day I want to get to that. One day I want to be. I'm gonna yeah. get Nitro to where we can two platoon. Yeah,
1: man, it, it is. It is. Gosh, it makes such a difference for sure.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that one kid's practicing one position for the whole practice instead of practice. a couple. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. I mean, like our quarterback is also our best linebacker. if That gives you any idea of my okay. roster? There you go. <laughs>
1: I have a freshman like that where he's our best corner and he's also a good, our best quarterback, but I don't, yeah, older kids, there's not many. <laughs> They're fine just playing their one position.
0: So Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Coach, where can people find you if they want to contact you, talk to you? You're, you're full yes, of wisdom and I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you and getting to know you.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Coach Davis, so one of the things we did this summer is we developed what was called the Character
0: Wins app. And this okay.
1: is the game changer. So, uh, Coach Davis, uh, for example, how many kids do you have in your program playing football?
0: Uh, About 35.
1: So, 35. So, um, man, you are small.
0: We are small, (laughs) yeah. We don't have very many, yeah. That's
1: awesome, man. uh, Derek Ware, uh, the guy that helped me develop the curriculum, he's at a uh, private school in Texas. They have about 28 players in the program, 9th through 12th grade, and he just loves it, man. And he's been at programs that we've had over 200 kids in the program. Right, And so, um, yeah, just what a huge uh, – know everybody uh, that you'll be able to have there. So just like your school alone, if you wanted to do a football journey, if you wanted to do character wins with your football players, it would be $350. It's $10 a kid. Uh, okay. With the character wins app, we have developed – this is three hundred. $400, $399 for your entire athletic department to do. Okay. every kid downloads the app for free. Uh, you get a school code. It's released to you. This is something that's new for us that we're launching. It kind of takes care of the price. Like at my school, I've got about 150 kids at my football program. That's $1,500 per year to do a football journey. Um, we can't, we can't afford that.
0: Yeah. Right. But
1: the app is $399 for us to do it with the whole entire program, boys and girls. Uh, but there's three, there's three other features of the app that I really want to share on here. Yeah. We have the character curriculum. All 100, almost 100 lessons are there, broken up in volumes. It's there on the app. We also have what's called a weekly check-in. This is probably my favorite part of the app. Each, every Wednesday, I make my kids do a weekly check-in, and it's asked them questions like, how's home life? How's your dating life? How's, um, how's school going? How are things with the team? Is there a teammate I need to talk to? And it's mm-hmm. asking them these series of questions, and me as a coach, I then can go in and look and get alerts about a kid that's having issues. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like having a one-on-one meeting every week with your players. We also have goal setting on the app, where the kids year-round, off-season, and in-season can set goals. And then another unique part of the app is we, we call it making connections, and it's where we actually walk them step by step, paragraph. Paragraph through writing letters to individuals, and it, mm. that's and that's real impactful for them because they actually take some time to think about what to write to a certain individual. Um, but yes, uh, you can reach me at characterwins.org. That is our website. Of course, we have a footballjourney.com, but right now our big thing that's you know really hot right now that everybody's really checking out is that Character wins app because it is a new force we launched. Uh, it's been about three weeks now that we launched that.
0: Yeah, and shoot, as you were talking about, I just downloaded it to my phone, Coach. That is sweet. That is awesome. Right. That is so cool. Good deal, Coach. Well, Coach, thank you for coming on. Um, man, I, I like you. Sent me an email. I was like, I don't know who Coach Copeland is, and I looked you up. I was like, Oh man, I want to talk to Coach and get to know him. And um, man, I really appreciate it. And talk about like as you lead the program, the program, the podcast. Excuse me, the podcast. Yes, sir. You know what I mean. No, you're okay. There you go. Um, Give like a nugget to like a young coach who's looking to get into coaching. Like if he's asking you questions like, why should I coach? What would you, what would you tell him?
1: At the, at the end of the day, when you're, you're coming into this profession, you've got to decide, are you going to put wins above everything? Are you going to put kids above everything? And so if you're coming in with that attitude, man, it's kids, um, I, I want to influence their lives. I want to have an impact on their lives. I want to teach them how to run the inside zone properly. I want to teach them how to train properly. I, wanna, I, wanna do, I just want to be a poor and invest in them. Man, stay in this profession forever. It's the greatest profession for you. But if you're just caught up in wins, um, yeah, you better go find that program that only wins. Go find those kids that it's already set for you. And, but you're missing out on so much more if you don't invest in, in the kids. Mm -hmm.
0: Coach, that is awesome. Thank you for your time. And thank you for coming on so bright and early and sharing your wisdom with us, Coach. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you, Coach Davis. Thanks for having me.